tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep T. And I'm Natalie. And guys, whoo, what a crazy week of Love is Blind season six episodes that came out last Wednesday. Yep. Lots to talk about. Things that have really fucking shifted. I know. It's like things are escalating. We are... Oh man, I'm in for a roller coaster ride. And I've, I feel like my heart has been broken a lot of times during these last set of episodes. No, no, no. <laughs> like so there sad. is so much to talk about, debrief, analyze. It, it's like crazy. But before we get there, yes, we got some news, news, tea. news, some <laughs> tea news. If you guys don't keep up with like the Love is Wine cast on social media, don't worry because we got it all covered for you yeah. in this little segment we have called Love is Wine season six news. <laughs> <laughs> so clever of us. But you know what's funny is we're getting to the point in the season where we see who these people are on social media and out and about in the real world. And of course, people who know them are like coming out with things. So we're like learning a lot about pe- the cast members outside of, you know, Netflix. The so. edit of the show. The really. edit of the show. Yeah. Um, before we get into all of that, though, um, DT and I owe you guys a huge apology. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We are so, 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 so sorry about Mexico. Yes. Oh, my gosh. The amount of what times- is wrong with us? We said Mexico in last week's episode instead of the Dominican Republic where the Love is Wine season six cast spent their honeymoon, like those honeymoon episodes. Yeah. It it made me cringe. I know. I was I like, what I was is, like, why what, did we do that? What's wrong with us? It's I think that subconsciously we were saying Mexico because that's where we were. And you know what I did? I was like, wait, weren't every other season also in Mexico? I looked it up. Not the case. So it's just really me. no. Remember season three right after us went to Malibu. OK. And season four. I don't know. I, for, I, I just I stopped at Malibu. Mexico. I just stopped at Malibu because I was like, wait, I can't make this statement. <laughs> I'm pretty sure season five also went to Mexico. So. I'm sure it did. But I was like, shoot, I can't say every single season after us. So. Well, you know, good for good for this season for going somewhere else. Because, you know, uh, I was kind of getting sick of Mexico. Yeah, I agree. Woohoo for Re- Dominican Republic. But yes, we are very sorry about Mexico and whomstever it triggered. <laughs> Whomstever. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into some Love is Wine season six news. Let's okay, do it. this one I thought confirmed a lot of things for us. So mm-hmm. Sarah Ann confirmed on her Instagram that Matthew never walked out on her in their initial pod date, where, you know, if you remember from episode one or two, where he's asking women, you know, um, choose a question between one through 15. And he's being like very awkward during those conversations. Um, And so she essentially confirmed that kinetic content slash Netflix edited that scene. Yeah. Okay. Our suspicions were accurate because um, I was 
wondering if the comments that Matthew was leaving on social media was accurate or not, if he's just like trying to revive himself from all the hate. But it turns out that it is the editors who actually messed with him. Yeah. Which is kind of sucky. I know. It sucks. Uh, I mean, we talked about this before. We talked about in last week's episode how um, the moment when Shane calls me Shayna, that was such a viral mm-hmm. moment on social media for our season, season two. And, um, you know, obviously they edited that scene. That that fight that Shane and I had was actually about Deep D. So I did not know that he had a connection with Shayna at that point. And um, I, I always like... I don't know. Like, what do you think about when editors like edit a false narrative like that, where it really ruins someone's reputation on social media? It's it's so unfortunate. And I think it's happened across multiple seasons, obviously. Yes. But that's the name of the game. Sadly, it absolutely sucks. But like when we sign our contract, that's exactly what we sign up to do is they can use our likeness and our footage to do anything. Yeah. So it's like when you sign that contract, you kind of give up the rights of it all and but Matthew's doing the right thing by just being like vocal about it at least we know we're talking about it on the podcast and you know hopefully cut people cut him some slack now yeah but I think that Netflix and Kinetic knows that even though contestants might try to clear their name on social media it, it doesn't hit all the viewers right like that moment of him walking out on Sarah Ann during their conversation which made him look so rude yeah you know will stay in the minds for a lot of people forever who, who will never hear you know from um sarah ann or him that it was a falsely edited scene yeah. so that really sucks i always think it's not okay i remember seeing the you know the whole shane calling me shana scene and reaching out to shane and being like do you want me to clear this up and at the time he's like i'm not trying to like rock um that relationship with netflix and kinetic content like i don't want to get into hot water by clearing up this scene so don't do it so we never ended Mm. up saying anything about it um but again he got so much heat for that scene yeah it's everything still happened though like the whole the gaslighting the the everything happened except it was about you deep d yeah just not shayna but Mm -hmm. yeah anyways um another thing that we heard regarding the viral megan fox comment uh, Chelsea told E! News that Jimmy actually said he looked like Christian McCaffrey in response to the celebrity lookalike question before she said she looks like Megan Fox. So if you don't know who Christian McCaffrey is, <laughs> he plays for the NFL, specifically the San Francisco 49ers team. And he is hot. Oh, he is so, so, so handsome. Ooh. So handsome. Isn't he the one who's dating Olivia Colpo? Colpo? Yeah, she yes. used to be. She was formerly Miss USA and Miss Universe. So. Yeah. Gorgeous woman, but uh, I'm just going to say it. Jimmy does not look like Christian McCaffrey. So (laughs) So what we're saying is they're both kind of in the wrong for the celebrity lookalike thing. Yeah. Like, again, I feel really bad for Chelsea because she definitely got the short end of the stick by Netflix and Kinetic only airing that scene of her saying, like, people tell me I look like Megan Fox and then not showing Jimmy saying he looks like Christian McCaffrey. But also, (laughs) we've said this before, I would bet my life that they were not the only couple that have talked about which celebrity they look like or like have given hints of who they look like um and maybe even exaggerating it right oh uh, absolutely i i think i actually saw like a bunch of um former cast members 
posting about like watching the new show and they're like, guys, we definitely got asked this question and I answered my celebrity lookalike too. Yeah. I never did it in the pods, but um, yeah, it was just because I'm, you know, I'm a deep two who, who am I comparing myself to. But anyways, what I was going to say about this whole um, um, situation is I actually saw a um, clip of Jimmy doing an interview recently mm. and he was actually really supportive of Chelsea and was like, man like i messed up at the at the reveal i should have done better and also the megan fox thing he was like i still don't think she looks like megan fox but she's absolutely stunning and so i was like oh okay there doesn't seem to be too much (laughs) i don't know i mean like what is he supposed to say like oh my gosh she's like totally lied to me yeah it's just like the energy that he gave in the interview was like actually really kind and i was Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh okay well we'll see what happens because i feel like you know, when we had our initial interviews, we stayed kind. Yeah. And then so much more shit was happening behind the scenes, especially with our ex-partners. Yeah. Um, and then especially after the reunion, because I feel like that's where shit really hits the fan. Whatever happens on screen at the reunion, but also off screen. Yeah. So we'll see if he changes his tune. I know we will. We'll. Everyone, really. I think everyone starts off really nice in interviews because we don't know what to expect. And then it just, you know... shit happens and then you know some tea starts get spilled some drama happens between cast members so we'll see i'm very curious have you heard the allegations about jeremy being engaged while he applied for the show i have heard these allegations it's crazy it's actually a little bit cringy um Thank you to our pod besties for this tea, though, because it is piping hot. But apparently his ex-fiance's grandmother allegedly posted a photo to Facebook saying that he was engaged to a woman who has a son. And his ex-fiance has been commenting on Instagram saying that they sold their home two to three weeks before filming had started. Well, did you see Jeremy's post? On his Instagram in response to all of this. I did. I did. So I don't know what to think about all of this, but Jeremy came out with a video, an IG reel um, on his Instagram where he says that he broke up with his fiance on November 20th. And, and that's mm-hmm. something that his fiance has confirmed to um, like those reality T like social media accounts. Yeah. And then he says that he got a DM from a casting producer for Love is Wine season six on November 22nd. So technically he was single. Yeah, he was single while casting for the show. Uh, Technically he didn't do anything wrong, but it's like just morally. It feels, it feels icky because he had just ended an engagement and then he started casting for a show where you get engaged in 10 days. And I don't see how he was serious about really getting engaged in 10 days after he called off like a long-term engagement. I just, it doesn't make sense to me. And it's interesting because it's like, you know, if you break up with somebody and then a week or so later, this opportunity falls on your, you know, on your, I don't even know how to explain it. On your lap? On your lap. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know why that was a confusing thing to say. But anyways, yeah, if an opportunity falls on your lap like that, like, I feel like I would take it. I'd be like, okay. I don't know. He could also, he probably also saw it as maybe fate. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This engagement didn't work out. And then two days later, you know, this comes through. Because Giannina also had that same instance where she had just gotten out of a breakup. Mm -hmm. And then you know, she she gets a DM from a casting producer being yeah. like, 
are you interested in the show? And so maybe, I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really know if it's wrong or right. I think morally it's okay because he was single casting for it. And I think that it was wrong for his ex-fiance's grandmother to blast him on Facebook and say that when he was casting, he was in um, a relationship or in engaged to her granddaughter without yeah. knowing all of the details. Cause clearly he kind of cleared his name, but I think it's like, I don't know, even with everything happening on the show and we'll get into it with the Sarah and it's just all yeah. like, although I will give him grace in this moment, I don't think very highly of him. Like, I feel like everything's kind of just like, he's kind of like a mess. Yeah. It kind of speaks to his character in the sense that like all the drama with Sarah Ann and then also him like moving so quickly after an engagement kind of seems like he's flip floppy. Like he's not really ready to settle down. He's just kind of like going through the motions of like being in a relationship. I don't know. Yeah. But technically he didn't do anything wrong. More to come. We'll see if his ex-fiance like spills any more receipts. T, we will we will see. But this is something we'll keep our eyes closely on for you guys. So there's also more allegations right now on social media that Trevor, who was our favorite, Ugh. um, had a girlfriend during filming. So again, our listeners, our pod besties, it was you guys that sent us some screenshots, receipts, receipts. proof. proof. <laughs> <laughs> So, so here are the allegations. So his ex-girlfriend, whom he broke up with two weeks before the show came out, the season came out, released text messages and photo proof that he was in a relationship with her during filming. So when they were filming last year in March 2023, and Trevor in these text messages essentially admits to faking his feelings in the pods. He texted his girlfriend before his phone was taken away on the first day of filming and he tells her, like, he loves her, he will miss her. And then when he gets his phone back after he leaves the pods, he texted his ex-girlfriend and had to pretend this wasn't real life. So, um, oh my God. again, these are all just allegations. Like, who knows if the screenshots are real, but it kind of seems no, like it, especially, very, very <laughs> especially with, like, the photo evidence that they were, you know, a couple during this time before and after filming. Yeah. If this is all true, it will really break my heart. But I think it's a great example that people are able to fake things for TV. Yeah. And I think that when they get the opportunity to go on a reality television show that is to this caliber and so many viewers, I feel like um, they put their like, I don't know, they put their life on hold just to go do it. But at the same time, I'm just like conflicted because his girlfriend knew that he was doing this. Like, why was she OK with it? I just all around. This is a really shitty situation because it ruins it for the rest of the cast. And thank God now Chelsea didn't pick him because yeah. uh, it, it's like she would have gone into a different type of heartache. You know what I mean? Like this, that's shitty as hell. I agree. I'm glad Trevor did not end up with anyone. If these allegations are true, more to come, I'm sure. But it's so crazy, like how so many things come to light again, if these allegations are true um, when the show comes out and they think that they could um, they could hide it. I know. That's what I mean about like the whole we see them in such a different light on social media oh my gosh it's like a whole different person and that's another thing with trevor too he barely got not that he didn't get screen time but everything that they showed and edited was so like such a sweet side of him and it's like oh there's just definitely more to, there's always more to the story no i know because if you look take a look at his social media i feel like he's not 
<laughs> like I was telling this to deep deep privately <laughs> when I went to go creep on um, Trevor's Instagram. I was like, I can't like I I don't I my brain can't comprehend that the guy I'm seeing on social media is the guy that I just saw on screen being so sweet and so lovely. Like I was like, who? who are these people like there's two trevors in my mind yeah but anyways maybe more to come who knows but we had someone on our season two who got a pretty good edit and he was like such a different person in real life so it Mm. really is a real thing that people can put their best (laughs) acting foot forward when they're being filmed yeah it's a absolutely. very real thing and then they get kind of saved by the edit as well that's what it i think it's saved by the edit it's like they're not actually a good person they've said some stupid ass shit but they just got saved by the edit <laughs> they're lucky you're yeah. lucky trevor if this is any of this is true but um there's another thing that happened recently jimmy responded to allegations that he had an off-screen girlfriend during filming. Well, where did these allegations come from? I was like really confused so by, I, by this. I think that anytime like a new season comes out or something is hot, there is TikTokers out there that like just want views. So they'll make up the craziest things. And one of the, like this random girl was just like, to my amazement, I get on um, uh, to watch Love is Blind and see my ex-boyfriend. And she's alleging that it's Jimmy. But Jimmy did an interview and he's like, I absolutely have no idea who this girl is. And he's like, it's alarming because it, this video has 16 million views. Oh, is it one of those trends? Because I think that this yes. is a trend where like some people on TikTok, it's a TikTok trend. It's a TikTok my trend. My millennial ass knows this. <laughs> um, there's a TikTok trend happening where people pretend that they're like boyfriend or girlfriend is on a reality TV show and they won't mention like any like details the name. of who it is, but it, it's just like a trend to yeah. just like rake up about a lot of views. Yeah. I should probably do that. It's actually, <laughs> no, but it's actually causing a lot of commotion because there's just so many allegations flying all over the place right now that it's just, it's really funny. And Jimmy's like, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's our news. I feel like this cast is a little bit messy or social media is just blowing things out of proportion, but whoa. We'll see what happens next week. I feel like there's always a new thing about this cast coming out. I was just going to say, has any cast not been messy? <laughs> you know what? I feel there's like so much. I feel like season four was not as messy on social media. I just don't even know what season four was. Was it Dallas? Tiffany and Brett. Dallas. Oh, Portland. No. No, Seattle. Seattle. Oh, my goodness. My bad. <laughs> I just, I knew they're all in there. I just, oh, my bad. <laughs> anyway, shall we get into our recap of episode seven to nine of Love is Wine season six? No, I'm just oh, kidding. Okay. <laughs> end, of <laughs> like, end of episode. I'm just kidding. Yes, let's get into it. I know most of you are inside watching these crazy set of episodes. We get it. It's cold outside. So we think the best thing to do when you go out is to make the moment count and do something you've never done before. And we've got the inside scoop on the best way to get tickets to shows and other fun events in your city. Today ticks. When we were in New York, we used Today ticks to get tickets to see the musical Book of Mormon. It was such a fun time. It was also a last minute thing. We wanted to see what we could do in the city. So we went to Today ticks to see what was out there. So easy to book these tickets spontaneously and on a Friday night. 
Yeah, it was so much fun. They've got tickets to shows on Broadway and the West End and in other cities across the country and around the world. And you could book a show in advance. Go to todaytix.com slash out of the pods and use promo code out of the pods to get $20 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code out of the pods at todaytix.com. Woo, where do we start? You lead the way, Deeps. Um, let's start. Episode seven opens up with Jimmy and Chelsea resolving their fight, which mm. I was really surprised about. I thought that Jimmy was definitely like, nah, brah, I'm out of this situation. I but, thought he was going to walk too. Right? But I went to my surprise. Jimmy, 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 you, he surprised me a lot during these episodes. He, I think he's becoming my favorite. Oh, okay. I wouldn't go that far, but I, I, I am now going from like being neutral about Jimmy and kind of like understanding where he's coming from, Man. but he's not my favorite. Okay. A little piece of me was thinking, I think he resolved it because he didn't want to make a big scene on camera. He also is someone who hates conflict. That's very yeah, obvious. He's not about the conflict and, and also he's probably like, let me just swallow my pride say sorry so i could get more screen time (laughs) i okay you know what uh natalie i actually am glad you said that because that's kind of the boat that i've been on riding that train for jimmy like i'm like yeah he's just like saying whatever the hell he wants to say being a people pleaser just to get through this experience and have a good edit yes i think that's what it feels like but my mind changes towards the end of these episodes on that Uh, i mean nothing would surprise me at this point if he really is just trying to get a good edit but i i don't know yeah it's 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 tough because the way the season is being edited i feel like it's showing that they have a lot of problems and jimmy is coming up on top and we'll get into that but i don't know we'll just have to see so in that fight jimmy is the one to say sorry he's the one who has to kind of let go of his ego um even though i don't think he did anything particularly wrong aside from making that, you know, she has a bookshelf yeah. comment or like she is stacked about AD. But beyond that, I don't think he did anything wrong. But the fact that he has to apologize, I think says, let's say he, that was genuine. Let's say yeah. it's genuine. Yeah. I liked Jimmy in that moment. Thank if you. If it was genuine. I did too, because honestly, if you think about it, if someone is spiraling because of their emotions, you like getting mad at them is going to like not do it's not gonna work like you should be understanding and i think the empathy that he has and the patience that he has i think it really like spoke volume and it's foreshadowing for how their relationship is going to progress but again we're saying this from the view in, in that like what he's saying is genuine and he really wants to make it work i still have this like thought in the back of my mind that like again he's just trying to not look like a bad guy on TV. Mm-hmm. He's kind of people pleasing. And also he might have that like he might just be trying to save the relationship to just continue on the process and like stay in the full experiment for screen time. So yeah. uh, all valid things that have happened in the past and have never shown on TV. But that was like the motivation. Yeah. And all of the uh, allegations that we're hearing on social media and from other people in these casts lives I think it, like none of these like concerns are off base because yeah. you just never know. 
But I, I will say in general, it seems like Jimmy and Chelsea are having a really great time in the Dominican Republic. Like they have that iPhone footage where they're just having like a lot of fun. They're laughing. And so I don't know, like maybe there is a connection there that we're just not seeing because of the sh- the way the show is being edited right now. Yeah, no, that makes sense. What did you think about um, Kenneth and AD's conversation about raising black children? Because I actually really appreciated that conversation because it does make a difference. And I think when you get married, it's not just about you and your partner. It's about two families uniting. And also like children are a big part of how like how you raise your children is a big part of your relationship. So I kind of appreciated that convo that they had. But I do have to say, I feel like AD planted a seed in Kenneth's mind there. Because I don't know if he like really thought about it. And he was like, I don't know. I think he was just like contemplating. Like, is this the is this the right move for him? If Kenneth and Brittany have black children. Brittany, as a white woman, though, she can sympathize, sympathize and try to understand. It's hard for her to like truly understand um, maybe like the barriers that her Mm -hmm. children will have to break and like. So so I think it's a valid concern. And I like that. I like when race is addressed, because I think for our season, like, for example, Shane and I, um, when we when we were filming, it was at the height of the pandemic when I was facing a lot of racism from just like random ass people, because, you know, like with the coronavirus and um, it originating from China, all the stuff, there was a lot of racism against Asian-Americans here in the U.S., that's something that Shane and I talked on talked about on camera, but it never made it on the show. Um, so I appreciate this conversation because I think it has to be had. Um, and I liked how Brittany handled it. Like, I did too. I, I think she it, it kind of made me laugh a little bit when she goes like identifies as a black man or identifies as a black woman. Yeah. But you could tell she's trying to be thoughtful, mm-hmm. careful, and considerate about her words. And and maybe a piece of that comes from the fact that she's just trying to be very careful in front of the cameras. But I think that her willingness to like understand yes. um, says a lot about her maturity. Yes, exactly what I thought too. I thought she handled it so well. And instead of getting angry and upset that they had a conversation behind her back or whatever it was, it was like, oh my gosh, thank you for bringing this to me. I think it's an important topic that we should talk about because it affects our future and our future kids if we move forward. Yeah. I, um, I just really like Brittany in general. And I, I feel like too. every everyone is on the same boat. But okay, can we talk about the awkward silence on the boat? Like, oh, oh my gosh, what my was gosh. that? It was so uncomfy. And like, obviously watching the rest of the episodes, I'm like, they were definitely foreshadowing here because I, I literally, I was like, thank God for those dolphins. Thank God they added some sort of entertainment to them because and um, the editors were so funny with like just complete like like no music just i think it was like a full minute of just awkward oh, yeah i feel like the editors were really setting the stage for the yes. relationship because i think that all these couples probably had awkward moments on their dates i mean it's not like you're going to be talking like forever and ever and mm-hmm. also you're kind of i don't know i feel like you felt this but i definitely felt this when i was filming but i held back a lot when the cameras were on like just having open conversations about anything which I would typically do if you know Shane and I weren't in front of the cameras because you're just like being careful you know yeah 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 so look there's awkward moments all the time with these couples but I thought it was interesting that they showed that awkward moment between Kenneth and Brittany yeah it's definitely foreshadowing 
well, when we get back to Charlotte, my gosh, we have so much to unpack there. I know. Well, um, speaking of awkward silences, though, it's the same thing happened with AD and Clay on their lunch date when they were just like sitting there and when he was what it when he was just like slurping his soup and like just stacking all the plates. <laughs> AD's just staring at him like, are you good, bro? Yeah, no, that was really weird when he was slurping uh, his soup. In my head, I was thinking like, OK, come on, you're only filming for probably an hour. The scene is probably only an hour or an hour and a half long. We've all been there. DT and I have, have, you know, filmed these dates too. And you literally couldn't wait. You couldn't okay. wait. Okay. Because we all know you could order more food after a scene is done. That's like you, true. you have food in front of you. You don't eat it when filming. And you could order the same food after you're you're done filming. Okay, so I was but like, can I tell you though, I do have to say to give Clay a little bit of support. If there's food in front of me and I'm like, damn, like it just is sitting there and he's super hungry and I'm like, I would I don't know, maybe I'd eat it. <laughs> I guess, but the, I fun. don't know, the way he's putting that like bowl to his mouth and just like bloop, 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 I was like <laughs> Clay, I know my worst nightmare hearing people, but can I tell you I actually recently saw a interview with ad on this because there's just so many like little press things coming out and she was like you guys the reason why i looked so disgusted was because that was the first time me and clay had sat down and had a meal together like that like one-on-one meal and so she was like it was awkward for me because i was like is this how you act on a first date but she was like it's not that serious like my face is saying more but like i'm telling you i it was totally fine it, like i didn't have that much of an ick from it well it made for such a funny scene <laughs> but i feel like that lunch date when he um says that he doesn't want to let her down mm-hmm. red flag right off red the flag bat for me there's a lot of things that were a red flag he said he said i don't want to let you down sometimes i get in my head i want to be here for you and make this work like all of these things. And he even went on to say, it's not like I'm saying I don't want to marry you at the end of this. I just want to believe like he, all of these little quotes that he's saying. I think he's like putting doubt into 80s mind so that when he like maybe ha- it's kind of like an out later. He's like, let's just like move forward. But I just want to let you know that I'm having doubts. And yeah, I would if I were AD, I would have been like, OK, this this is the moment that I know this is not the man for me. That's what I was thinking. The The moment he says he struggles with marriage because of divorce. Because mm-hmm. um, here's the thing, like all of the things that he is saying aren't issues coming specifically from their relationship. It's just like general doubts about marriage. Yeah. And I, I feel like when someone says these types of things where you know, they're in their head or they're saying like they're scared of marriage. Like you have to clock that, like believe when people say that and have their thoughts and it's not coming specifically, you know, from issues in the relationship itself. If it's like these general thoughts about commitment and marriage, I'm like, he's just not ready for it. No, he's absolutely not ready for it. And he exactly what you said. When someone tells you who they are, please believe them. Like Clay's blatantly telling you he is probably not going to be okay with a monogamous relationship like he probably has issues with being faithful yeah well especially with his like the whole dad situation right yeah i was gonna say like when we start talking about them getting back to charlotte we'll divulge more but right like this is like the first red flag of like oh like commitment and marriage is just gonna be an issue for clay yeah 
I, I, I don't want AD to go move forward. <laughs> same, same. We wanted to take a pause here to let you know that this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. On our recent podcast episodes, we have talked a lot about other people's relationships, but also our own relationships, whether that be platonic or romantic ones. I think the biggest misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. I mean, with my last relationship, I was in therapy and I learned about positive coping skills and how to set healthy boundaries. And this helped me become a better partner, but also the best version of myself. And it also helped me to walk away when I had to. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, try BetterHelp. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient and flexible for your schedule. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash out of the pods today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash out of the pods. One couple that I also hope that they don't end up together, aside from AD and Clay, is Laura and Jeremy. <laughs> I can't believe that when they talk about resolving the fight that they had at the first couple's meetup yeah. about the whole AD bean dip mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. I can't believe that it landed on Jeremy apologizing to Laura about it, that it was Jeremy's fault. Like, that was wild to me. Even even though I'm not a big fan of Jeremy, I just can't believe that, like, Laura didn't take any accountability. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. I think I disagree with you on this because when you're talking to your partner, you say things in confidence, hoping that they won't repeat it to other people. And they're just such a new couple that maybe they didn't establish that dynamic yet. But truly, I think it was good for Jeremy to apologize because I think his reaction to Laura and like the situation was he like got so heated for no reason, like just control it a little bit. And like, I think the apology was deserved weirdly. Okay, I agree. I think that he should have definitely apologized for his reaction of like wanting to go home back to Charlotte and all this stuff. But I do still think Laura was at fault because she does say this where I realize it is a pattern for her where she says that that whole AD bean dip comment, it was a trigger for her because she's been embarrassed by her other former partners. (laughs) And I was like, okay, so this isn't the first time something like this has happened. And maybe Laura, you say, (laughs) but don't say anything. Like if you tell a joke to your partner, just say, but don't bring that up. Or don't say anything. Because, like, I don't fault Jeremy. She should have understood that he didn't know what bean dip meant. Like, he didn't know that it was going to be this inappropriate thing. So, yeah, yeah, you could joke with your partner. But you have to clear it up if something's inappropriate and to, like, not say it out loud. Yeah, this is just classic miscommunication. Yeah. And also, like, uh, yeah, just having the self-awareness to know (laughs) where it all went wrong. Because, again, pick and choose your battles. You know what I mean? Like, this is not a battle you want to (laughs) fight. Okay, that's true. But I'm so glad that Jeremy apologized to AD at the second couples meetup in the Dominican Republic, like when they're all playing on the beach. I was like, well-deserved. I agree. She deserved that apology. Also, the apology from... Uh, Jimmy. Yeah. As yeah. well. Why is there so many J names? I don't know. Jimmy, Johnny, Jeremy. I'm like thinking in my head. I'm getting like, them all confused. All the J's. <laughs> all the J's in the world. But what did you think about um, Jay wanting to meet Sarah? Jeremy. I know there's so many J's in my bed. I don't know why. And I, I was like, J. which J? Yeah, which J? Uh, that uh, was Jeremy. inappropriate. It was so inappropriate. And it seems like he wants some sort of closure. But like, sir, you're engaged and it's extremely inappropriate for yeah. you to want to see 
your ex essentially from the show and also i just loved amy's facial expressions while um jeremy was like yeah i want to meet sarah and she's like uh what she's like i'm not gonna she's say like, anything zip. yeah she's like i'm not saying anything i mean uh, i think this is the moment we can see that amy is very careful around the cameras we saw it in um the previous episode as well where the women are talking about if they've had sex with their partners and she kind of gets up and leaves yeah the thing that I wish Amy said in that moment is uh, I, I wish she told um, Jeremy that like, hey, like that's inappropriate. Yeah. And I think I, I was in the same boat as you. I was like, why didn't she say that? But I thought, think about it. And I'm like, all of them are strangers to each other. And she's probably like, it's none of my business yeah. type of thing, because technically they're not like I think back to our pod and whatever else. It's the guys are basically strangers to us, except for when we were like seeing each other at these couple meetups. So I don't know. That's true. Maybe I can't keep my opinions to myself. I'm always like, nope, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, really what I got out from the scene is, I don't know, Jeremy doesn't really have great boundaries, but also for Amy, I think um, she is a private person and she's going mm -hmm. to protect her image, reputation and relationship on TV. And from that moment, I was like, she is not going to cause any drama. Yeah, she's not going to cause any drama. She's going to stay in her own lane. But yeah. one thing I do appreciate about these um, couple meetups, and I know for a fact that producers like obviously like kind of force you to have these one on one conversations with people that are not your partner to kind of get some tea but i do appreciate them because i think the um they learn so much about each other and uh, themselves in what spot there are in these relationships so i kind of appreciate the couple meetups yeah because one thing that i will say is um if it weren't for these couple meetups it's really hard for couples to like meet up with each other during filming without cameras being there. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we've mentioned this in the past and in one of our like earlier episodes, how like the women on our cast weren't really close during filming. Because, yeah, we, I can, yeah. Cause I stayed to myself. Yeah. Most you you kind of stay to yourself We're we're, we're working during filming too. And so when yeah. we're not filming, we're working and we're tired or we want to talk to our, you know, our actual, friends yeah outside of the experiment friends and family and so it's really hard to like connect to the other people on the cast yeah they're um, kind of essentially strangers <laughs> yeah but all right we're going to charlotte back to fly. charlotte all the couples are doing pretty much great kind of all the drama has been resolved to charlotte and we get to kenneth Ugh. and Brittany, and this scene was oh boy i feel like this is a scene where kenneth's villain arc starts oh, uh, kenneth being the villain was not on my bingo card oh same <laughs> first of all who what, knew a phone who knew his iphone could turn him into a villain literally what what bro what is on your phone that you're so addicted i get it you're 25 years old you've grown up with technology but are you kidding me no he's definitely playing candy crush are you sure about that yes animal crossing <laughs> or candy crush yeah i was all like i could bet 20 bucks this man is not answering emails he is playing candy crush it's i hated oh my gosh i did not like their interaction when they first moved in it like you can tell i understand that they're a traditional couple like with like traditional man uh, and woman roles type of situation. Like that's kind of what Kenneth and Brittany give off. Yeah. But I don't like how he, he comes off so entitled and condescending. 
Oh, yeah. The scene that gave me the full ass ick is when he says he wants chicken for dinner and she goes, do you want to do takeout or like, are we going to cook? And he's like, you're going to cook. That was wild. And I know they were like trying to make it into this like joking scene, but I was like, ooh, yeah. Kenneth, you cook for yourself. I agree. And it was so uncomfortable when she's like unpacking. She's asking him questions and you get nothing from him. Just silence. And oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The phone is so... Ken is such an interesting person to me because I'm giving him a little bit of grace because I'm like, is there's like he's like an onion. There's like a lot of layers to peel back. (laughs) But I'm like, oh, is he just like kind of an observer? Like he's a little introverted, perhaps. And I'm thinking, is it just like, I don't know, is it just editing? Like he's just so in his head, like a lot like there's a lot that goes on in his head, but he doesn't like really express it. But no, I just I'm like, nope, Kenny, you are the effing villain. No, I I agree with you. At first, I was like, you know, maybe it's just like a difference in personality. But then I realized, like, I don't know. He's just like seems like a very rude and condescending person who hides behind his spirituality, yeah, um, and his Christianity. Like, what really was another red flag to me beyond you know that you're going to cook dinner comment mm-hmm. is the fact that he was on his phone for so long. Like we know that filming those scenes, especially the move-in scene, it's only like maybe two, three hours. Right. Yeah. And the fact he couldn't stay off his phone during that time, it's just like very rude. At least like act like you care. Yeah, I agree. And okay, like let's get into their breakup. What did you think about that situation? I was actually so, so, so upset because he was projecting everything onto her and first of all him oh this this scene got me so angry when Britt was like let's talk about last night when you came into the bedroom at 1 30 in the morning woke her up when she had to wake up at five in the morning for work and he literally was like i was trying to give you love but you like you just weren't having it yeah. what and she says he turned on all the lights when he did it that's just so inconsiderate and rude. I know. So inconsiderate, rude. The fact he didn't even say sorry at all when she brought that up. If you woke me up at 1.30 a.m. with the lights on and I had to be up less than five hours after, you would get another version of me. Oh, I would yeah. literally rip you a new one. Yeah, I have a, 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 a dark side of me called Karina. I name her Karina. Karina <laughs> would fucking come out to play. <laughs> She doesn't come out often. But no, but, I was so upset during that. Yeah, I was like, what? Well, it was confusing because I was like, why are you coming home so late? He's like saying like, oh, I had a meeting. I had this. I had to go get lunch with someone. And I was like, okay, but why are you coming home at 1.30 a.m.? It's giving Jarrett from season two. <laughs> Ayana's funny. ex-husband. And I feel like I can say that because, you know, she's my best friend. He came home late a lot. So, I, Dude, can I, you know what the theme with um, Ken is also? He always puts it on her. He's like, oh, like if I did this one time doesn't mean like I'm off. Like my entire personality is off. Like him saying I came home one a late one night and you think it's a big problem. Like, let's not make a big deal about one time things. And I'm like, bro, you are condescending AF like you oh, are not considerate whatsoever. And you don't care how Brittany feels. And it's just so obvious. I was shocked at how upset she was with them breaking up because I only I always just got like a friendship vibe from them like I never saw anything more romantic with them but I realized like she wanted something more romantic with him and he never wanted anything romantic with her like especially when she says you know we barely kiss we haven't made out and then he's so easy to end it he's Mm -hmm. just like you know like 
I love myself too much to force something just because, which is so weird to say. And God's going to prepare me, us, if we're not meant to be. Like, he's already done, gone. Uh, he, I think he checked out in the Dominican Republic. Truly, I think he checked out on that boat. You could tell he was not all there. And yeah, she was just looking for some affection and love. But I really think Ken didn't want to be the bad guy by breaking up with her. I really think that she, he he was so excited when she brought up. She's like, maybe something's missing. Like, I just it's that romantic thing for sure. And he's like, yep, you're right. Well, now you said it. You don't crave me. So we're done. So yeah. he's kind of like placing he wanted her to break up with him. And like he wanted to remain the good guy. That's absolutely so evident yeah. to me. Yeah. The fact he was so quick to end it when she was voicing her concerns and kind of like asking what she needs. And he was just like, oh, it's not meant to be. It it shows he doesn't care. And I yeah. hate it. I hate it. I hate it that he doesn't even comfort her when she's crying as they're breaking up. He's just like back on the phone and he's all like, um, well, give me a hug. So, so there's no beef. So there's no beef. Like very... He lacks so much empathy for her and the fact that he couldn't console her and he yes. literally immediately goes upstairs, calls his friend and he's like, yep, I'm ready, bro. I'm, I'll, be, I'll be sliding through as soon as I grab my stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, he's Ken. You're just the what villain. What a letdown. He's such a Truly letdown. Truly what a letdown. Care-of is a sponsor of this episode of Out of the Pods, and we are so excited because we have been using Care-of for a few years now. Care-of is a health and wellness company that ships high-quality and personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. And new at Care-of, some of their best-selling vitamins are now also available in bottles if you're not yet ready to subscribe to their monthly packs. I really like their short, simple online quiz. You'll get asked questions about your lifestyle and your health goals, and Care-of will give you doctor-backed recommendations. Their app also helps you track how you're feeling, and you can see results over time, so you can adjust your routine as needed. So Care-of recommended vitamin B12 for me, and I noticed that I'm not as fatigued as I typically am after incorporating it into my routine, and I love their daily packs, so I don't forget which vitamins and supplements to take each day. For 50% off your first month subscription with Care-of, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code OUTOFTHEPODS50. That's TakeCareOf.com and enter code OUTOFTHEPODS50 for 50% off your first month subscription. But you know who else really let me down? Who? Clay. Uh, I mean, we already knew that. Like, I already had my qualms about him, especially when he was in the pods and also in the Dominican Republic. Um, after all the things that he said in the lunch date, but everything just makes sense, especially when he says he's scared for marriage because the black men role models that he has had in his life haven't been like they're they're not faithful men, right? Yeah. He talks about how his dad used to take him on infidelity trips, well, it, which is so irresponsible of his dad to do that to him. Yeah, that was really hard to hear, and how he wasn't able to tell his mom about some of them yet. Which was so crazy to hear because I'm sure she's like watching the show and she's just like, what the heck? Yeah, I know. Right now she's watching the show. Yeah. But also, uh, yeah, like it, that just like leaves you so. Uh, I just feel like that leaves you with so much trauma. And so yeah. the one thing I will say, like, yeah, maybe Clay is a little bit of a letdown. But at the same time, Clay has always, always been honest about who he is and the work that he needs to put in. And I just felt like I just like the way he like talks things out with with AD 
And he's just like very accepting of the fact that he's not perfect and he's got work to do. And at least he's like warning her that he probably will not be able to have a monogamous relationship or he's going to have issues with infidelity because of the role models that he's had in his life. I agree. Totally. Like, I think that him letting his fears be known to AD is the right thing to do, right? To like share these fears. But then why did you propose? Why are you in this experiment? Yeah. Like, I don't think that these fears are something new. Like, I don't think he just realized he has this fear. I feel like he must have always known that he has fear with marriage. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like if AD wants a monogamous marriage, if she wants a healthy one without fidelity, she has to leave. I agree. Like, she cannot wait for Clay to, although I appreciate um, just his introspection. Yes. I think that, you know, he, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden he's going to wake up one day and be like, I, you know, like, I want to be faithful. I want to be in a monogamous relationship or marriage. Yeah, he has a lot of inner work to do. And that's the thing. Even like Clay saying, oh, my dad may flirt with you. I was just like, holy crap. Like, this is like deep rooted. And I don't know. I feel like watching your parents, either you become like them or you become the exact opposite of them. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like AD deserves so much better. And I hope that she's realizing and I'm going to say it again. Literally, if someone tells you who they are, believe them. Like, I hope AD is like, yep, this is my sign to know that this is not it for me. Yeah, I totally agree. Because Clay cannot change in these next two to three weeks leading up to their wedding day. Like, probably at this point, they only have like two or three weeks left. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it doesn't sound like he is going to therapy. I think he said that he wants to. Yeah, he wants to go to therapy. And he said he it's not even solo therapy. He wants to do couples therapy. Yeah. Yeah, but like we say... Get a man that's potential. <laughs> yeah, get a man that's potential. Um, what did you think about the scene where they're meeting Clay's mom and sister? How awkward was that as they're bickering in front of them? Yeah, that was ah, uh, that was uncomfy. But at the same time, I really did appreciate his mom. I feel like she's been through some shit. Um, but in this scene, we really truly see how incompatible Clay and AD are, especially with their work schedules. And I think this is where. You know, AD's like, oh, she works at a nightclub. So her hours are like into the wee hours of night. And then she's real estate agent by day. And Clay is an entrepreneur who's like kind of always on the move. And it's evident that they're not making the time for each other. Maybe it's Clay that's not making the time for AD. But I loved when Clay's mom was like, if you love somebody, you make the time, period. Yes. Love that. I need merch. (laughs) (laughs) she's totally right if someone is important to you you make the time and it says a lot that clay is not making the time for ad especially so early in their relationship which would be this like honeymoon stage you want to be with this person often um yeah Mm -hmm. i think you're totally right where it just shows their incompatibility she obviously likes quality time and he can't give her that and he also isn't willing to give her that and like i I like clay's mom in this scene you know she talks about like there has to be a balance and she does Mm -hmm. She's right when she says, if someone's important to you, you make the time. That all makes tons of sense. But I didn't like how she also, and maybe it's because she's a mom, she's going to have her son's back, but she's all like, you know, you need to respect that he has to go to these 
things for his job. But I was like, what job requires you to not come home at a decent hour at night? Okay, so I'm going to be in a little bit of favor of this situation because she Clay mentioned something about like a boat and a jet ski. So I'm thinking he's like kind of on the road a little bit. And so he said, I didn't want to from the location that I was at, I didn't want to drive an hour to get back and see AD before I had to go work in the morning. And in that instance, I kind of get it. And it's I think the where the push and pull is coming right now is that AD isn't currently not working. She has some time off. So she has a lot more free time. But when she does start working again, she's also going to be very busy coming home at like two, three in the morning. So I think that's like, again, incompatibility with how their schedules are. I don't know if she ever said she wasn't working during filming. But yeah, if that's true, it's something that they'll have to sort out. But the thing is, I don't I don't want to make that an issue yet where it's coming from her side, too, because it's not. She's mm-hmm. bringing up the issue to Clay and he is not budging. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how Can- how this happens. But I did a piece of me when I saw his mom come on camera after he talked about the infidelity trips that his dad would take him on just really mm-hmm. broke my heart. I know. Yeah. And also, I feel like all of this stuff is so irrelevant because of what Clay has already said about how he like the infidelity thing. And like, uh, I hope like this marriage can work, whatever else. Like, I want to marry you at the end. I just feel like that is such a bigger issue. Like, F the schedules, (laughs) like AD, like don't even move forward. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I think you guys are just not meant to be. I, I really do be. hope, based on these episodes, they do not get married. Yeah, um, I do too. think AD deserves someone who is all in on marriage because it sounds like that's what she's looking for and is willing to make the time for her. I feel like Clay needs to sort out like what he truly wants. He should not be in this engagement with AD if he has so much fear about marriage, you know, and has this fear of like, it sounds like potentially cheating on her. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it, it just doesn't seem like it's going to be a good fit as of now. Um, Clay yeah. in particular has a lot to work through. Yeah. Um, another family meeting that really just was also very awkward was um, Laura's family meeting um, Jeremy. Oh, really? You thought that was awkward? <laughs> I liked how candid she was. I was like, this girl does not care. I, the interesting part is that they bickered so much in front of the of in front of Laura's family. Okay, I was going to say, like, what happening? is up with these couples bickering so much in front of their families? Like, yeah. am I just very like, am I just very traditional? Where I feel like if you're meeting someone's family for the first time, you yeah. you kind of try to put your best foot forward. You try not to like make your partner look bad and yeah. i feel like with ad and clay they bickered in front of his family when she should be trying to get to know his family and the yeah. same thing with laura's family and and jeremy laura is putting jeremy down so much in front of her family though i do think he deserves it hindsight 2020 but yeah. um it, it's just it was a lot yeah i actually really really appreciate the family scenes because what it does is it allows um the couples to talk about each other with their family present. So yeah, you think like they're going to put their best foot forward. But also I actually appreciated Laura for just being like, this is the shit I'm dealing with because she's so (laughs) candid with her family. And I was like, all right, girl, I liked how her sister-in-law was like calling her out and be like, you need to get over the Hawaiian shirts, honey. Like, it's okay. (laughs) Well, I feel like that scene, obviously with the sister-in-law, she's married, you know, like the sister-in-law is married to Laura's brother. But I think it shows like the differences in maturity levels when they, 
think about relationships, marriage, and just love. Yes. Um, I think like the sister-in-law says something to Laura of like, you have to, you know, I like that, you know, the Hawaiian shirts is kind of like, that's something Jeremy's like passionate about or really likes. And you have to see if this is something you're just okay. Like yeah. it's not a make or break. Cause yeah, Laura's she, making it to such a big deal. Right. She liked the fact that he likes something. Yeah. And she was like, you have to be accepting of that. That's actually like cool. But again, like, Laura is Laura and you know you have to take Laura for her and she doesn't take any shit uh, I know but sometimes here's the thing like Laura reminds me of me I know I said that Jeremy reminds me of me too in in last week's recap episode but Laura's humor is definitely the way I flirt but I do think that she takes it too far okay <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say I know I called Shane a piece of shit on my season but um so I don't have a leg to stand on on this but it kind of hurt my soul when she makes the didn't go to college comment to Jeremy oh. as they're preparing for her family to come over. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that I was like, I feel like you kind of hit a sore spot that you shouldn't have. Like you took that joke too far. Yeah. But what I appreciated was the fact that um, when Laura came to look at Jeremy's place, which, first of all, can I tell you? I the first thought I had was like, oh, my gosh, Jeremy's level of cleanliness is what I aspire my partner to have. But then well, the, I know what you're going to say. Yes, I know what you're going you to say, because I'm like, wait, now that all the rumors are going around about how he had a home right before. Now I'm sold like, it two to three weeks before filming. Yes. Started. So this apartment is just completely staged. Yeah. Is it like a staged home? <gasps> like he just rented it for a month this season? Oh, my God. Well, he also said one other thing that I thought was really interesting when Laura's family asks him, like, why he did the show. And he's like, I've had really awful dating experiences in the past. And he said that he liked that, you know, the people in this experiment were background checked and had to go through a psyche oh, eval. Yes. And I was like, this man has no idea. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> well, that too. This man should realize that those psych evals and background checks mean nothing. Yeah. No, I, I feel like they're them. barely done. They're, they just don't like, even though they do them, they're not vetted to be like, yep, you can't come on. They're yeah. like, yep, you have these issues. Let's go. I know. I feel like <laughs> my opinion only, I feel like when the psych evals happen and then the results are like, you're crazy. They're like, yeah. yep, this person's going on the show. But I thought the only reason I thought it was really funny is with the allegations going around how he was engaged and like mm -hmm. he had just sold his marital home two to three you know, prior. prior, I'm like, how did you get on? <laughs> I don't think I think that shows background checks, previous relationships, psych evals that mean nothing. Well, I mean, like a, a previous relationships are not a part of background checks. Technically, like who cares what kind of relationship you're in? If you're not married, you're good to go for the show. That's true. You Actually. know, they don't really give a shit. Okay, I cannot be the only person that thinks this, but underwear drawers are like the wild, wild west of wardrobes. Like there's no rhyme or reason to them. Anything goes. You've got pairs from three birthdays ago or two Christmases ago, pairs from five different brands with five different fits. Like you guys know what I'm talking about. Like when I open my underwear drawer, I have no idea what to expect. Wait, I feel that so hard, but I'm tossing all my other ones out. I only wear me undies. I'm so hooked on these. They're so buttery soft and just absolutely so, so, so comfortable. 
I know that's what I need to do. I think I need to toss my other ones out. I love me undies though. It's like wearing my favorite soft sweater that fits perfectly each time. And I started getting their loungewear because their fabric is so soft. I just want to wear it all day. So get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash out of the pods. That's meundies.com slash out of the pods for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in. I cannot wait until we get into the very last scene of this episode because it is jaw dropping. It is my literally I, I died. I died inside when I saw this, but we'll get into it. Can we really quickly, though, talk about Chelsea and Jimmy first? Yes. I'm confused because I really thought during the Dominican Republic scenes that that Jimmy was just saying whatever possible to keep Chelsea at bay, to make sure she's OK, to continue this experience, yada, yada, yada. But now I feel like now that they're living together, now that they're having sex, all the things like the intimacy is growing, all the things. I feel like Jimmy is actually kind of like the poor, the perfect fiance. Like he I'm like, is he an angel in disguise? Like uh, maybe I was like being too harsh on him. Okay, I gave him a lot of grace in last week's recap episode. I was like, I don't think he's you doing did. anything wrong. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't think like what he's saying yeah, you did. is like causing any harm, even though he may not mean it. And you talked about how like he's probably giving false validation. I'm trying to see beyond the edit when I'm watching these episodes. I feel like a lot of the things that he is saying is just to calm Chelsea down like I don't think he means what he is really saying and I kind of see it now Mm. that was my stance before but it's not anymore I know that they're having sex but like from men I know like they'll kind of just have sex to have sex it doesn't really mean anything I, I mean same for women too but that's like a thing right like sometimes you just have sex with someone without you know it really meaning anything here's why I think the way I am thinking mm-hmm. what we saw in the pods is that jimmy does not do well um with conflicts he tends yeah. to kind of like shut down and choose the easy route out yeah however when there's conflict with chelsea he is coming back he's trying to resolve it he says sorry all these things um he says something during their fight where he's all like you initiated sex but kind of like takes it back yeah and he when, says you're clingy yeah which oh you never want to tell your partner that they're clingy what I mean, she is kind of being a little bit of a clingy, but I agree. He His delivery could have been way different. Yeah. Like that is not okay to call your partner clingy when they're asking for more affection. I mean, it's okay if they are being clingy, though, because sometimes if you soften the blow, they don't understand. And it's like if you're going to be in an intimate like marriage, like you have to be able to be candid and be like, she's allowed to say what all the things that she was saying to Jimmy and he's not allowed to say the word clingy. I don't know. I just felt like... Yes, I hear your side. You of see it. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like she wasn't taking his perspective into account. Like, and and like what should have happened, right? In that in that fight, is there should have been a compromise. Like, she should have listened to be like, maybe I am asking too much, especially when she said like, you didn't kiss me all day, and he goes, what? Like, I kissed you when you're getting ready, and also after this meeting, and you realize like she's her like reality is her perception of reality is unreliable. I think she's like yes. overreacting to things. However, I don't think that you should ever call a partner clingy when they're asking for more affection, even though it may seem too much. 
But going back to why I think that um, I'm starting to believe Jimmy less and less and I don't really believe the words that he is saying is because um, when Chelsea brings up the Jess situation, the fact that Jimmy looked at her social media and he brought it up to her, right? He says that like, Jeremy showed me Jess's social media page and, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't like, you know, think of a future, an alternate future with her. However, we get to Laura and Jess's conversation, um, their meetup in Charlotte and Jess goes, well, Jimmy sent me a friend request and then six to eight hours later, like, unsent that friend request and then put himself on private. It just feels like a lot of work. Yeah. That he did on his end. Yeah. You know, with that friend request, sending to to Jess. I have a little bit of tea for you on that. I saw a video with Jimmy, like just doing an interview. Obviously, they're doing a lot of press release things. And he said, as soon as he got his phone back, he sent a friend request to every single person on the cast. And Jess didn't accept his request for eight hours. And he said, you know what? I don't want to feed her ego any more than it's already fed. I'm going to re- like, I'm going to take away the power because she, th- she, it felt, he said it felt like she had the upper hand because she wasn't accepting the request. Like he's like, she's not that busy. Like she knows I sent the request. It's a game. And that's why he said he withdrew it and put himself on private because he's like, I'm not playing the games. Yeah, but that's still an issue, Deep D. Like, why is he playing games with a former connection if he's engaged? I'm not going to lie to you. As soon as I got off that, um, I got my phone back, too. I literally looked up every single person, specifically Kyle, because he was my number two person. And you just I think it's human nature to be curious and to it's not like he's chatting with her. It's just a it's just like a friend request. It's following somebody played a game. I did the same thing, right? Like I had other connections in the pods. I got proposed to by another guy. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I wasn't going to say yes, but he was a top connection for me. However, like, yeah, out of curiosity, I looked at their profiles too to see what they look like. But I don't think I would play that game with someone. I think that if I sent a friend request to one of my other top matches and um, and they kind of left me, you know, like hanging, like my Requested. friend request hanging. I don't think I would think much of it. I would yeah. just be like, okay. But I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like I, she, he knows that she's going to be showing up to something soon. I don't know. I don't fault him too much for it, to be honest. I kind of do because I think that he was clearly... he. The only reason I fault him for it is he clearly withheld that from Chelsea and he put himself in a little game with Jess. Mm. I know it's... Imagine if... Your boyfriend did that. No, I don't like it at all. But I'm just saying that this is such a unique experience that like, I just don't expect everyone to be perfect when there's so many emotions running wild. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. Especially when like, I don't know. I feel like he could have done a lot more with just like messaged her. He could have like, he could have been doing what Jeremy's doing. (laughs) That's true. But I'm just saying in this particular case with um chelsea and jimmy i'm not comparing them to like jeremy or whoever yeah i think that um the way chelsea is acting is because she senses something's off with jimmy well especially because she says that too um when they're talking she's like she brings up jess out of nowhere and jimmy's like just has nothing to do with the reason why we're having this argument so i think it's totally accurate and i i do agree with you like it's definitely, uh, I don't know how to, just feels like one of her biggest insecurities right now. And that's why she's kind of spiraling out of control. And listen, 
I have definitely been in Chelsea's shoes where I've had these thoughts before of insecurity. I was in a really bad mindset back in the day. And like, I feel like a lot of women have felt the exact same way. So I don't fault her for it. It's just that I've never vocalized the thoughts that I'm having internally. You know, those intrusive thoughts never come to like my partner's ears. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've had, I've never acted like Chelsea. I'm not going to lie. I've never I always acted like kind either. of like, if I'm, if my mind is spiraling, I always go to like the best case scenario with my partner. Like, oh, I'm just like overreacting. Like I'll tell myself that to kind of like self-soothe. Um, if, if like, I'm thinking of like all the different, you know, like, I don't know, like if yeah. I'm feeling something off with my partner, I'm typically internal like, dialogue. Yeah. I'm like, like, oh, you know what? I'm like overreacting. However, I have been in a situation where I felt like Chelsea, but it's in response to like me feeling like my gut feeling yeah, your intuition is off. off. And I feel like that's why I don't want to say spiraling, but you know what I'm saying? I think that's why she's kind of like acting out, overreacting. She senses something is off. Again, we've seen where she kind of is like exaggerating things. But my assumption is it's because she feels like something is off, even though Jimmy is um, trying to give her the validation that she needs. Also, I think I, I feel like Jimmy is doing the right things. And because it was really hard to watch Chelsea react this way. And I think it sucks because I don't think that they have a chance of working out because because she came on so strong, I feel like she's going to push Jimmy away. And it's not even because of Jess. She's just going to push him away because of how she's acting and out of insecurity. Well, we'll see, because in the sets of episodes that come out this week, Jimmy and Jess meet. Yeah. So we'll we'll see like what really happens with that. What did you think about Amy and Johnny's issues about birth control? I think that he needs some sex education. <laughs> like, I'm just wondering why condoms aren't, like, being talked about. Is that not enough for Johnny? Okay, yeah, that was really confusing to me because he says in the Dominican Republic, and I think it was to AD, about how um, him and Amy are not intimate because she is not on birth control, but had the same thought, like, well, condoms is a thing. It's Yeah. And there's also other, like, birth control alternatives or ways to like track your cycle um again those aren't you know that sort of stuff isn't always an easy method but it, it was like why does the the woman have to be on birth control like why is that the only method of protection here? i i agree because i think i'm like amy i don't want to put pills in my bodies and like mess with my hormones and things like that so i see her point so i'm yeah. just like they're an interesting couple. This is like their biggest issue um, about like when to have kids and then the birth control situation. But I, I, I feel like there's other methods. Yeah, like he's getting a lot of flack because I think a lot of people are saying online, well, like condoms exist. I get his side of it of like, well, you know, it's not always 100% protection it can with break. condoms. Yeah, like there's, you know, usage error with condoms. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. Um, but birth control isn't always 100% protection either. Uh, I don't know how to... I think it's because um, Johnny really wants to save his money. Because remember, he's like, I want to stay frugal for a couple of years and retire early. That's like my plan. And he really doesn't want anything to get in the way of that. And like a little mistake. Obviously, kids are so expensive. Yeah, but so. I, I think my issue with like that whole situation is the fact that it revolves around her being on birth control. 
I think he was open to figuring out the solutions, though. He said that. He was like, I'm willing to look at other solutions, but obviously the birth control thing is the best option. Yeah, I know. And I totally get that. And can I be honest um, about how I feel about Amy and Johnny? I think that they're getting that like sweet couple edit, and I'm sure it's well-deserved. They seem like really great people. I really yeah. like them. Um, obviously, they're kind of getting lost in all the drama that's happening. Like They're getting very little screen time, but yeah. they are definitely getting that Lauren Cameron, Tiffany Brett edit, two mature people who probably will get married, <laughs> very low drama. Um, I just, I feel like, the condom thing i i know they had that whole conversation of like he could get a vasectomy and all these things i think the issue is way bigger behind the scenes but what we've seen from amy is that she is very private she is very quiet she is going to protect this relationship on camera yes and mm-hmm. so i think that they're just kind of saying things like i like i don't think johnny would ever get a vasectomy if i'm being honest yeah i that feel like he's just sense. kind of like they're trying to talk about something for the cameras, but I think it's more of an issue behind the scenes. Actually, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, this is a producer pushed conversation because there's not really much else, much yeah. drama to go off of. I, I One last thing I'll say about Johnny, though, I absolutely loved his family. The, mm-hmm. His sisters were so sweet. I think I actually teared up when they like started talking to him. And I was just like, you guys are girls, girls. Like they were just so pure and loving. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think they're going to get married. They're they're definitely going to end up together. Yeah. What sucks about them being on this season is like, this is not like the season four. This is not like the season, season one, where like the married couples rule, like they are that lovey-dovey storyline that gets a lot of screen time. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're on a season where there's so much drama, so yeah. much drama. Like I've never seen so much drama before on a season of Love is Blind. Yeah. It's two and, love triangles. Yeah. And like so many love triangles, infidelity now happening or potential infidelity, alleged infidelity. Um, so they're just getting lost. Thoughts are I really like them. I hope they end up together. But again, I'm not really invested because there's so many more um like messier storylines happening yeah that i'm more interested and invested in but there's no doubt in my mind that johnny and amy are gonna get married yeah (laughs) but can we get to the conversation that i knew was coming in these sets of episodes it's the (sighs) laura and jessica meetup in charlotte i didn't think that it was going to be a laura and jess meetup i was like oh Maybe I take back what I said in the previous episode about um, Laura. Not, like, is this out of loyalty? Maybe they actually are friends. <laughs> I think they actually are friends um, because I think that they actually stated on social media, both of them, that they are pretty close friends. Mm-hmm. But we're going to give you some BTS tea. This type of meetup with someone um, who was part of a love triangle but wasn't chosen, yeah, like wasn't proposed to. This conversation always happens and it's never aired. Like Danielle and Shayna had one on our season. Someone, two people had, I won't say who, had one on um, season three and season four. Um, But I feel like I'm not allowed to say who it was. (laughs) Um, Just out of like, it was T-shared and they told me not to um, say their names. But so it always happens. And this is the first time I feel like producers are like, we could finally air it because it makes sense for a storyline. That's the thing is the producers will always have like they will overfilm and edit yeah like you want to have the content so obviously this is we knew this was gonna happen yeah. but definitely laura's questions were all prompted by producers i know i thought the same thing it was so was obvious like, this is insane but can i Ooh, 
I felt like I was sitting in a gossip, like a gossip session with my friends watching this, though. I was like, okay, here's some tea. Yeah, I this is my uh, this is a hot take, but I really didn't appreciate Jess. Oh, this is where I started not being a fan of Jess. I know me, too. I was like really rooting for her. And I just feel like her. Why would she want somebody who didn't choose her in the first place? Like, you don't want this person for you and your daughter. Like, I get it. There's still feelings residual feelings there but like are you sure jimmy's the person for you i mean he's engaged to chelsea he literally didn't choose you in the pods like why would you want to get like, him meet back? up with him meet, meet up with him she never says she wants him back but she's like she, you know like she wants to meet up with him and i was like okay like cut your losses now like the mature thing to do just is to kind of just like let it go like stop like trying to be like what does she say this temptation dangling in front of him like why are you tempting him yeah like don't do that this is why i didn't like jess during this conversation is she knows exactly what she's doing when producers asked her to have this conversation with laura about jimmy she knew she would have to talk about it and i don't like that she continuously is coming up on screen knowing that, you know, they want her to be kind of like an issue and like she's doing it for screen time. Yeah. Like at this point, she's just doing it for screen time. I know. I was kind of upset at her. Yeah. Uh, I really liked her in the beginning. Me too. And I was like, if she would have just had that mic drop moment in the pods and like said her shit and just never came back, that would be like the best fucking thing in the world. Yeah. But for her to come back and kind of insert herself into an engagement when this person didn't even choose you in the first place, I think it's just, uh, I just don't like it. I don't like that. Look, I know we say like never blame the other woman. It always has to do with the partner. Like if anything happens between her and Jimmy, it's Jimmy is at fault a hundred percent. But just, I expected more from Jess. I thought she would be mature enough to know like she shouldn't go to the couples meetup to see Jimmy. She shouldn't like start those problems. And yeah, I'm sure like selfishly, she wants to be like, look what you missed out on. But with an engaged man, like she shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And I think the conversation is what's like, I'm like irked by the conversation, but hopefully she'll go to the meetup. And I hope Jimmy just like is like, nah, I'm not doing this. I really didn't like when she goes like, Chelsea's gorgeous. Like, and I know she's just saying that. So it doesn't look like she's putting Chelsea down. But I was all like, don't, don't, you know, like it just gave me the full ick. So what did you what did you think about um, Laura, though? Laura was to, uh, literally read the entire message from Sarah Ann to Jeremy, because one thing I'll say is I appreciate Jeremy literally just screenshotting it and like immediately showing Laura what the conversation was and what she said in the DMs. But what did you think about that? Do you think Sarah Ann is in the wrong for reaching out to Jeremy. Absolutely. Sarah Ann is a fucking snake. So this is what part of the DM said. She goes, if there's a chance your mind is shifting in your choice, I would love the opportunity to meet you. That is snake behavior. That's a pick me girl. That's oh yeah. Why is she doing that? What is that? Uh, because she again. literally is a pick me. Yeah. Sarah Ann should have never sent that DM. And I'm so disappointed in her because it shows the type of person she is. But also for Jeremy to just like that message instead of shutting it down. Yes. Like what is he thinking? Yeah. Like he left the door open by liking it. It seems yeah. like, you know, well, and obviously, but also the irony of this entire thing is that Laura is talking to Jess and it's like the same situation. Yeah. Like Jess is the other girl it for Jimmy and Chelsea and Sarah Ann is the other one here. But like Laura, like, I know Laura, you heard, see this? I know Laura kind of encouraging Jess to meet up with Jimmy. I was like, 
uh, you're really uh, going to say that after you're all upset about Sarah Ann trying to meet up with Jeremy? Exactly. Yeah. So it's really you. hard to like, I feel Laura's anger and pain, but I'm like, you're kind of like you're a hypocrite in this situation. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about the infamous fight. Uh, this was honestly the best moment ever, and Laura ate that shit. I know. Up. I was like, let's get him! I was like, get him, Laura! Get him! Get him! I so amazing. Like everything that she said in that moment, I was like, gosh, I wish I had that moment with New York boy. <laughs> oh, truly, dude. I, I, I'm with you. It reminded me. Oh my gosh, watching Jeremy and the way he spoke to her at the the very beginning of the conversation triggered me so much because it was just like my ex-boyfriend who cheated. Like how he starts off, he's like, well, I went here and then like the plan changed and I went here. And I'm like, bro, that condescending tone as if like she did something wrong by questioning you is absolutely insane to me. Also, why was he wearing sunglasses? Because he's ashamed, as he should be. <laughs> Hide that soul. <laughs> Hide those dead eyes behind yeah. those sunglasses. Because he got no sleep last night. <laughs> okay, my favorite thing about this scene is when Laura is like, he he mentions how like, he goes, of course nothing happened. I shared my location with you. <gasps> and then she's like, I was sleeping. It was 5 a.m. Why would I be like looking at your location? So good. But then when he lies to her about where he was at 5 a.m., he says he was at the parking lot of lost and found which i assume is oh, like the a bar, bar mm-hmm. that he the where he met sarah ann and then she's like you're lying because you're actually in uptown which is where sarah ann lives Ooh, i was like my get God. him i was like get him laura you that got was, him oh it was so 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 good oh my gosh can i tell you something everyone is saying the reason why jeremy got caught is because everyone noticed right after uh, Laura got up and walked away, he had an Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. So everyone thinks that he was supposed to leave his phone, share the location, because obviously Jeremy's smart. Like, he's not going to just share his location and go to Sarah Ann's place. It's too risky. Apparently, he shared the location. This is what people are thinking. This is a hypothesis. People are thinking he um, shared location, left his phone in the car in the parking lot of Lost and Found, and went to Sarah Ann's. But what happens is when you have an Apple Watch, it still updates. <gasps> your location still updates. Your location, location. Yes. So oh, the wow. location is based off of your Apple Watch, too. And so everyone's like, that's how he got caught. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Like, obviously, he is lying. And I, I definitely think that something happened with him and Sarah Ann. Like, no one stays up with an, another woman you had a connection with. You had dated before till 5 a.m., just chatting oh about what yeah like what are you talking about and i would have kind of believed them if they're if he was just saying like we were in the parking lot not it's not okay it's still inappropriate but the fact that he lied about the location that's when i was like it's over you fucking lied you are lying through your fucking teeth jeremy i agree oh my gosh laura ate when she said the the decent thing to do is to come home at a certain time like why would i be checking your location i just love that she said that oh yeah girl get it i loved her in this moment no he is the fucking worst the way that laura confronted jeremy made me really like her and realize she's like a no bullshit girl yes i had like negative feelings about her character arc leading up to this moment especially um during her conversation with jess how she's kind of encouraging jess to you know meet jimmy and then um also the way she kind of like tried to embarrass jeremy in front of her her family 
But this moment where I was like, she is like a no bullshit type of girl. I loved it. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. I, I do. Uh, yeah. Laura. Uh, but the thing is, in the trailer, we see that Laura and Jeremy are in the couple meetup. And that's when Sarah Ann walks in. So I feel like they reconcile. I don't think that they're get, they're going to get married. But obviously, no. Jeremy like kind of talks his way into let's just like continue. So I, uh, I don't know. I'm really excited. Or for the next it could be episodes. producers are like one last scene. Yeah. But like just, one last scene. But knowing Laura and how she just acted, I feel like she'd be like, absolutely not. Yeah. And maybe I'm assuming that that's how she would be. But I, I don't know. What are your predictions for the next uh, two episodes? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I, I do think that Jeremy and Laura don't make it to the altar because in the trailer, we don't see her in a wedding dress. So I, I don't think they even make it there. I think that Sarah Ann confirms that something happened with her and Jeremy, though, looking at Sarah and social media activity, um, she's getting a lot of backlash because people are saying, like, you met up with Jeremy. Like, how could you do that to another woman? And she's laughing. She goes, you guys have no idea what happened. And <gasps> I'm laughing because which is kind of a sick way that she's acting. Interesting. Um, however, it makes me think maybe. Oh, they could both be liars. It sounds like Sarah Ann doesn't have a lot of you know like morals um <laughs> jeremy's definitely I, a liar Clearly yeah we so have evidence. <laughs> who knows but i think that um i think that sarah ann will definitely reveal jeremy's lie but also like kind of protect them because she knows it will look bad mm-hmm. if they say that they slept together Oof. or like hooked up yeah in any way. interesting i i also think that jimmy and chelsea it's going to be interesting because we do see chelsea in a wedding dress so obviously they make it to the altar but I think that Jess is going to have a conversation with Jimmy, but I think Jimmy is going to like squash it. He's going to be like, nah, I'm not going to go yeah. for that. And um, I think he knows what looks good on camera, he like does. what to say and do that will look good on camera. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't wavered yet. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't yeah. made him. I mean, he's made some mistakes, but it's nothing like, you know, too blatant. Yeah. So I do. Not, I agree with you. It's not at the level of Jeremy. Yeah. No, exactly. Jeremy combusted. Yeah. Uh, it's bad. He combusted. No, literally. <laughs> You're totally right. Yeah. Combust. I was like, you just ruined your entire character arc. Oh, on this poor show. Jeremy. Uh, um, who do you think that, who do you think Jimmy fucked? You remember we see in the trailer? Oh, yeah. It's um, definitely not Jess. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe it's not Jess, but I have no idea where that's coming from. At first, when I saw it, I was like, is this Chelsea just projecting? Yeah. Projecting her insecurity again. I, I, I assume that's what it was, but. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I'm so pissed that they didn't show a couple meet up this time. Yeah, I know. Why like, did they show uh, it in the previous trailer if they weren't going to show the couple meetups in these episodes? I got very confused. They're being, te- they're being a tease and it was like very... I know. Up- it, it better be messy because I'm like, oh, I'm only <laughs> watching these next set of episodes so I could see the couple meet up. 100%. Um, but it's going to be it's, it's going to be, be good. Crazy. I, Amy and Johnny are definitely going to get married. I think AD and Clay are not going to make it to the altar because we again didn't did we didn't see AD in a in a wedding. I don't remember if we saw her in, in one in yeah. the trailer. I but have no idea. I hope they don't. I hope they don't either. Yeah. AD deserves better. But wow. Well, anyways, that is uh, that's kind of our recap. There's I feel I'm so, so excited for the next drop. This season has been so good. Yeah. Uh, so much better than season five. I agree. I feel like season five was so bad that this season <laughs> seems so good. Yes. Yeah. In, in comparison. Yeah. For sure. It's a revival. Yeah. It's a re- 
they got its heartbeat back um anyways if you guys have any questions or comments or let us know what you thought of the the set of episodes reach out to us on our instagram page at out of the pods and make sure you leave a review and subscribe see you next wednesday or maybe we'll drop one earlier too Ooh, bye